Success is going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. And the only place that I've learned to grasp that enthusiasm is in my faith. Hey, welcome back to the Redefining Wealth podcast with me, your host, Patrice Washington, America's Money Maven. And I am so looking forward to this pillar. This is pillar number four in the six-part series that really outlines the entire philosophy behind redefining wealth. It really covers all of these areas in life where I believe wealth is truly built in the bigger scheme of things. As a culture, we have made wealth all about money and material possessions and assets. And even though I'm a personal finance expert, well-known in the media for that work, I have always been on a mission to dig deep and look at the finer, you know, underlying meaning of wealth, which is all about well-being. And so if you're new here, welcome, welcome, welcome. But I want to make sure you know that we've already covered three pillars, and I want to encourage you to go back to those episodes and get a, a grasp, if you will, on my true story coming from nothing and creating a seven-figure business, losing it all in the recession literally scraping up change and then rebuilding. Because what I want you to see in this story is that my journey back to restoration has really had nothing to do with chasing money. It has all been about the deeper meaning of well-being in other areas of my life. And when you put that together, the money and financial success that I enjoy today is really a byproduct. And I think it's the the secret sauce or the missing piece, the missing link to the conversations that we're constantly having about money. Because you've done all the budgeting, you have been brown bagging it, <laughs> brown bagging your lunch to work, and maybe you've cut cable and now you're just on Hulu or YouTube videos or whatever. Like you've done all that stuff and you still don't have quite the financial success that you might desire and the success that I believe you deserve because I truly believe that prosperity is our birthright. But people don't talk about the mindsets, the behaviors, the attitudes, the beliefs, you know, the everyday habits that you have to also incorporate. And so I want you to go back And check out the first three pillars. The first pillar is fit. The second pillar is people. And the third pillar is space. And fit is about becoming your best self. People is about building relationships that matter. And space is about setting up your life to support you. But I'm so looking forward to the conversation today because the fourth pillar is faith. And man, oh man, I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt that I would not be here I would not be America's Money Maven. I would not be this best-selling author. I wouldn't be a media personality. I wouldn't be sitting here in my home studio completely restored from where I was in 2009 sleeping on my brother's couch if it were not for my faith. And the whole lesson behind the faith pillar is really about believing in something greater. Now, you may have heard little snippets of my story. And as you subscribe and really take in this podcast week after week, you are going to hear a lot, probably a lot more than you bargained for from a personal finance expert. But I do love the opportunity to be able to not keep talking in sound bites and be able to truly share like my real story. And you may have heard some of this, but here's what you need to know. I don't care what these videos that come out every Tuesday on YouTube look like. I don't care what I look like on stage to you, what I look like on television, or what you think. What I know for sure 
is that I just don't look like what I've been through because I have been through my fair share of trials in life. And of course, a few of them have been much more significant and traumatic than others, but I've been through a lot of stuff. And I know that if it were not for my faith, I wouldn't be here right now. I couldn't be here right now. Sometimes I look at the things that I've been through in my life and I'm like, how are you not in a corner balled up sucking your thumb and weeping all day long? Now, have I had those moments? Oh yeah, absolutely. But the ability to get up and keep going has really been about this belief in something greater. It has been me always coming back to this feeling that, you know what? This is not even about you. There is something bigger at work here. And a lot of times what I've realized as I get on the other side of some of life's trials is that, you know what? That didn't even happen to me. That happened for me. Because most of the greatest lessons that I've ever learned, if not all of the greatest lessons that I've learned, have come from some type of challenge, some type of trial or tribulation, some type of failure. And I love Winston Churchill's quote, which is, success is going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. And the only place that I've learned to grasp that enthusiasm is in my faith in really believing that there is something greater on my life. Like when I'm going through a challenge, I'm the first to say, honey, I must be getting a blessing in these next few days. There is a blessing somewhere with my name on it, right? Because it's all about how we choose to frame things. And a couple years ago, I I was getting this award called the Claire Huxtable Award um, from an organization out in Atlanta. And they did this icebreaker that I was watching um, the day before during the conference. And they wanted you to go around and meet people and start with, you wouldn't know by looking at me, but, and your job was to fill in the blank and essentially be vulnerable in a sense with like complete strangers. And it really got me to thinking about all the things that people say to me and the messages. And I get the, you know, people would say, you know, you don't know what it's like to fill in the blank. I'm like, I don't know what it's like. What gives you the impression that I don't know what it's like? Because, you know, you never can judge a book by its cover, right? Which is why that people pillar that I talked about last time was so important because you just never know who people are, who they're connected to directly and indirectly, what their true passion is, or, you know, just, you just don't know. And I accepted that award by sharing some stuff that people just didn't know from seeing me in social media. You don't know from my four minutes of sound bites on television or a three to four minute radio segment every week. Like there's a lot that you don't know and you don't see. And the award was for being a mother, wife, and professional woman who was balancing it all with style and grace. And I started to share. And one of the things that I shared was you wouldn't know by looking at me. That 11 years ago, now it's 11 years, whatever it was at the time, but you wouldn't know by looking at me that before my daughter was born, I gave birth to a one pound, six ounce baby boy who lived for less than five hours. And he literally took his last breath in my arms, holding my right index finger in his tiny hand. So when women in particular talk about their struggles with miscarriages or any type of infertility issues or just difficult pregnancies, fibroids, whatever, I I identify with that. And that's why I look at my daughter every day as a miracle. But I know what it's like. I even know what it's like at this point. 
I want to do a whole episode dedicated to secondary infertility. Like that's a whole nother issue that people don't really talk about, but it's a challenge that I'm even experiencing. And I'm not even, I, I wasn't anticipating saying that in this episode right now, but it's something that I think that we should talk about because people can sometimes be insensitive, right? But I also haven't let those experiences hold me back from doing so many of the things that I know I was called to do or being a testimony to people outside of being America's money maven, being a testimony to other women, to other mothers, to daughters, to sisters, to whatever, right? You know, I also shared during that speech, I said, you wouldn't know by looking at me or by looking at pictures of my husband and my family and I in our matching clothes on Instagram that people love to tag with hashtag relationship goals, that this marriage to my husband, which has been almost 10 years now, has truly been the ultimate test of my faith. And if you are married, you already know what I'm saying, right? Like when you get married, you are looking at all the upsides of the vows, right? You're looking at the for better, not so much the worse. You're looking at the in health, not so much the sickness. You're looking at the richer, not so much the poor. And in 10 years, my husband and I have gone through all of that, right? We've gone through losing it all, being broke, living apart to save money and scrape up change to get back on our feet. We've been through medical difficulties. We've been through some things that have literally threatened the very destiny of our family, our family's legacy. And yet still we're here, still we stand. And actually now stand stronger than we've ever been. And that I'm convinced that the people that you marry are so connected uh, to your financial success. I think that's obvious for more than one reason. But that's a conversation that you have to have when it comes to your wealth. Through it all, I know that the only reason I've been able to push through and persevere is because of my faith. Because believing that there's something greater has allowed me to maintain this mindset that there's just always a bigger purpose at work. And like I said, nothing is ever happening to me. Oftentimes it's happening for me. And it's taught me that life is only 20% what happens to us, but 80% how we choose to respond to what happens. This faith pillar has done so much for me, even down to just showing me that nothing in life has meaning except for the meaning that we assign to it. Because I really do believe, you've probably heard me say this before, that what we verbalize, we magnetize and we magnify in our life. We bring more of it to us or we make situations as great as we want them to be based on how we speak about them. So I know that if I make a choice to whine and complain, then I'm also making a choice to attract more of the same. But because of my faith, when I make a choice to fight for my gratitude, right, that attitude and that perspective that I nurture will grow and it wants to bring me more of the same. So faith is about just maintaining a sense of hope and peace when really you should have none. And in a world that wants to distract you with all kinds of things that are gonna disrupt your peace, My faith has really taught me about being still. It's taught me about getting in alignment with my higher. It's taught me about getting in alignment with my higher power. Because I also realize we live in the world, you know, we're we're baby Googlers, right? We we can Google anything that we think of. And so often that's even a distraction. Like sometimes there's information overload. 
And we've asked so many people's opinions and we've Googled so many different articles and videos and there's a million ways to skin a cat. And then we suffer from analysis paralysis where we end up doing nothing. And therefore, we're no closer to the wealth that we desire. But that faith component really encourages you to be still and quiet and allow for that that still small voice that already has all the answers that you need to guide you, like allows that to speak above all the noise and all the clutter and all of the different voices out there. I really think that my faith is the number one reason that I don't chase money. You know, this whole concept, if you look at patricewashington.com, it's all about chasing purpose, not money. But when you're not in alignment with anything greater, it's really hard to see a life that doesn't require chasing money. When there are no spiritual practices in place, nothing that you seem connected to on a deeper level, you feel like everything will be better once you have money. But the reality is so many people who have money don't have peace. They're not confident in the decisions that they make. They're not using wisdom and discernment and who they align themselves with and what relationships they take on and where they should go and what partnerships they should have in business. And a lot of it comes down to this urge to chase money. But your faith should really help you be grounded in the fact that you know most things are a resource, but you are getting divine revelation and guidance and inspiration from the source. And when you know what the source is and how that shows up in your life, chasing money just doesn't become an option anymore because you know who you are. You know who you're being. You know how you show up. And because of that, you can attract the lucrative opportunities. You can attract divine connections. You can attract so many things that will carry you effortlessly into your destiny and your prosperity. And so this faith pillar is huge. It is such a big piece of redefining wealth. It's such a big piece of you getting to the prosperity you desire. The answers are just not outside of you. So many of the answers are inside. And so what we're going to explore are what are some of the practices? What are some of the rituals? What are some of the ways of beings and habits that you can incorporate so that you can really tap into this? Because I guarantee you, when you tap into that, whoo, there is so much financial success on the other side. Because what it does is create a sense of fulfillment. And we'll talk about that too. I have a great video on YouTube about fulfillment. We'll talk about how you can actually quench that thirst that's inside, that's always looking for the new, new, always looking for the next, the bigger, the brighter, the shinier. But instead of that, instead of chasing shiny objects and trying to compete with folks that we have no business competing with, we can really tap into what speaks to us, what honors us, what honors our authentic self, just who we were created to be in this world and allow that to guide us to what it is that's gonna create the wealth that we want. And so I can't wait to have those conversations. And I'm really excited because, oh, I have some great guests lined up. And these folks in particular, the people that I'm talking about right now, they exemplify being able to incorporate their faith in some of the most unassuming industries. I have some folks from Hollywood in particular. And if you know anything about... (laughs) The entertainment industry, it's a beast. Like you have to be a special soul to work in entertainment or it will rob your soul, like real talk. But when you are in true alignment with your faith and you come with those convictions 
and just know who you are, what you're going to do, what you will not compromise in your life. Like there is such beauty in that. And so a few of the first interviews that you get to experience here on the Redefining Wealth podcast are going to be from some people who have truly taken this pillar and just run with it. And I cannot wait to share these stories. Again, I'm going to be sharing the stories of athletes, entertainers, executives, entrepreneurs, just some really high-level folks who understand that this pillar right here in particular, all of the pillars are important. Trust me, they all have their place. They're like a perfect little puzzle on this journey to creating wealth. But this faith pillar is going to be a game changer, I think, for a lot of you. And when you hear these nuggets of just inspiration and how people have defied the odds in a lot of different arenas, my prayer is that it'll really be the game changer, right? It'll totally shift how you think about your faith and how you utilize your faith, not just to get you to the wealth, but understanding that it is definitely a key component. So I'm super excited about everything that's coming up. And I want to hear from you, you know, about your challenges maybe in this area or how you've been able to truly incorporate faith in this bigger picture to getting to the life that you want, getting to the wealth and the success that you want. So make sure you subscribe because I don't want you to miss the interviews that are coming up. They are phenomenal. We are just getting started. So make sure you subscribe, leave an honest review. I'm coachable. I'm teachable. I want to hear your feedback about redefining wealth, about what we're creating here because it's really unique in this space. Not too many folks out there get it. I'm going to just keep it real. I go to financial stuff all the time. And it's the same info. And I really want to broaden the conversation around wealth. So leave a review. Would love to hear from you. You can also find me at patricewashington.com. And make sure you connect with me everywhere on social media. That's Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at SeekWisdomPCW. That's at SeekWisdomPCW. Stay connected. And until we speak again, I want you to go live your life's purpose find fulfillment, and earn more without ever chasing money. say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its opera ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com.